Alexis is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never right. been anybody as right. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Come on, take it quickly, Reggie! Yes, good match. No wonder he's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the motorway. Hello and welcome to episode 210 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron. Joined as always by Tom Kennett, Alex Jones, and Jack Harper. We've got Luke Evans joining us again today, and we have a first appearance for Jack Rubery. Two West Brom fans. I don't know why of all weeks I chose this week to get them both on. <laughs> Make of that what you will, but we have got plenty to get into. We've got two weeks worth of news of the week. We've called in Doctor Everyone Rubes, and they're gonna tell us how best to avoid relegation as they've experienced both sides of that before. Whether United really are title contenders after declaring themselves joint top of the league. New Year's resolution for each of our clubs and just a bit on the January transfer window. So there we go. News of the week then. Elderly patients are 23% more likely to die if their emergency surgery takes place on the surgeon's birthday. (laughs) <laughs> it's got places Rim, to be. <laughs> also he's got a party that, that, that happened enough times where they thought maybe we should be looking into this <laughs> um, Space Force Soldier is demoted after skipping training in order to get a PS5 Woman's 34-0 boobs won't stop growing, leaving her in constant back pain. <laughs> that seemed no. super bad. Uh, what? <laughs> I do always say uh, I don't click the story. In this case, I, I did. I did have to click the story. Um, <laughs> Strange that you picked this one. <laughs> I don't know if it's one of them. Like um, you know, when someone shaves their head, which I do quite frequently. In, People think it's just like a rite of passage to be able to just rub their head if they fancy it. She says you can't go out in the street because people just grab them. It's just, <laughs> they just think it's hilarious. Just walk up and have a, have a grab. But what they, don't they? Did it compare them to like a fruit or an object? Because 34 I've got, I, mean, I can't comprehend the size of that. She's a big girl anyway, but she's 24 and she's in there. There's a quote saying... I won't even be able to. I won't even be able to stand up vertically by the time I'm forty. <laughs> but yeah, it was like two basketballs. So until then, she's just going to get sexually harassed, right? <laughs> well, she said she doesn't leave the house now. She said that it's Jesus. just a nightmare. 
So she's she wants the government to fund uh, the reduction. I didn't um, even know it went up to her. When you said 34 0, I thought, I thought you were saying they were like 34 0 undefeated. <laughs> 34 <laughs> fights in a row, never lost. Um, Singapore is the first country in the world to approve lab grown chicken products. Chicken bites from a bioreactor grown chicken will now be available for sale. That's what those little chicken sausages are. Fridge raiders. Yeah, for sure. Uh, paragliding Santa Claus is rescued after getting caught in power lines in California. Um, 57,000 year old wolf puppy is found frozen in the Yukon permafrost. One of them things just to start of a horror movie, that is. KFC have made a bucket shaped gaming console that also warms chicken. <laughs> Someone on a, on a squeaky stair here. <laughs> Um, Delta passengers are facing charges for exiting via the emergency slide like they're in Toy Story 2 on that little uh, rail Yakushin Farmer invents a bra for his cows I'm guessing for his others yeah it's woolly as well Uh, fight between a father and son escalated into a sword fight what are we talking? Are we talking? Are we, are we talking like James Bond uh, die another day level of sword fighting? I don't know, but I Will like esca- it escalated to the point where they were respectful. <laughs> they each grab a sword over Christmas dinner. <laughs> uh, man receives his own taxidermied leg just in time for Christmas. What has it? China has tested the first hypersonic jet engine. They say it's able to reach anywhere on Earth within two hours. That's exactly the country you want in charge of that as well. <laughs> I'm taking China having that over America. Why? Yeah. If we've seen anything, they can export, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. um, this follows on from previous stories we've had. There was blood everywhere. Aggressive squirrels are terrorising New York City residents for the last three weeks. <laughs> Two men with parachutes leaped from a hotel roof in Nashville. Man goes to hospital after drinking unknown liquid left in the McDonald's chocolate milkshake container. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> um GoDaddy employees were told they were getting a holiday bonus. It was actually a fishing test. (laughs) They were rightfully uh, unimpressed. (laughs) Kentucky man goes viral for clearing his snowy driveway with a flamethrower. Police shut down Christmas mall kiosk after after intoxicated Santa, Mrs. Claus and Elf had a threesome in public. (laughs) Wasn't a midget elf, unfortunately. Man caught on video rollerblading naked on Ohio Highway while wearing a panda head. Couple more. Uh, Man who built a secret tunnel between his home and his married lover's house is busted by her husband. How long was the tunnel? (laughs) I still know, but to go between houses, it must be a decent... (laughs) Some decent way. Um, 
there's there's now a Maury party game called You Are Not the Father. <laughs> Man tried to smuggle thirty four thousand dollars worth of cocaine under his toupee. Police say. Uh, a thirty three meter reinforced concrete vagina has been erected in Brazil. Cheeky man hides samosa between buttocks to smuggle it into jail. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> um, I still, my favourite news of the week ever was that shoplifter that hid like six Scotch eggs. <laughs> what, up his ass? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't break. Well, did you know, did they come out fully intact, all six of them? I don't know. <laughs> you six up there. You'd think if they were crushing, he he wasn't just uh, <laughs> carry on forcing them, forcing them up there. Um, so that is your news of the week for this week. So uh, there we go. That's pretty good going. Yeah. I also thought it was a good time to mention it. Um, we did actually have a mention of Rubes on a recent podcast. Some. Well, we've not named him, and I won't go into those ones. You'll have to make up your own mind as to what they've been. But Sean did actually reference about him being sick on the coach on the way back from the Worcester game, and Rubes was the one he was with. So was it as graceful as uh, Sean made it out to be, Rubes? He says he he felt a bit sick. Coach pulled over to kick him off, and he got a lift home. It's even worse than you put it because he was actually on the way there. But... uh... (laughs) It was well. I knew he'd been out the night before, so I asked him, "Do you definitely want to come? Because I'll just go by myself." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course, I'll be there." I picked him up. It's probably about eight a.m., which is a time uni students don't see anyway. Picked him up at eight a.m. and he's absolutely stunk the car out. And I knew for a start <laughs> this was not going to be a good journey. I think we were going to Histon away, which is about two two hours away from Worcester. Um, we get on the coach. <laughs> he's, he's white as a sheet, and he's he's come on like a nervous school child on the first day of school. <laughs> Makes it worse a, that they did, think. What's that? Sorry. Did he have a choc ice in his bag for the trip? <laughs> Most likely. This is Sean we're talking about. But um, yeah, to make matters worse, they think his name's Ralph. So it's like, hello, Jack. Hello, Ralph. <laughs> Why do they think his name's Ralph? I, I don't even know. I think he came on the odd journey with me, and because he doesn't tend to talk much in new situations, I think they just named him Ralph. <laughs> and, That's your name now. Yeah. But um, he, he just, we're about 30 minutes into the journey, and obviously, we don't know where we are because um, we're on the way down to Houston and he's just started hurling up and the first thing I could find was like a pathetic Tesco meal deal bag. So he's got this bag and I'm trying to sit next to him coughing and making any sort of noise. And like for about 10 minutes we think we got away with it and they're just stuck in the middle of nowhere by this pub and they're like you've got to go off. And what what made it better is that one of the coaches was also sick and they were both just like thrown off the coach in the middle of nowhere. And I think Sean then had to get a lift home with this random guy. 
Um, strangely, I never asked him to go again. But, yeah. <laughs> so this was the coach with all the players and everything as well? Yeah. So it was the team coach. It was full. There wasn't an empty seat. And Sean's just hurled sick into a bag. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't even explain it because obviously it was a, it was a hangover. But me trying to explain it was terrible. I said he was travel sickness or something. But after twenty minutes, I don't think I can get away with it. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to bring your professionalism into disrepute. But you went went down to the game and you did commentary, didn't you? Because. Sean said before that you you've just gone up and gone for a piss in the middle of the game. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I did do that. I told <laughs> this was yeah, I told Sean if he could kind of like fill the dead air and just say he was next, <laughs> he was next to me. But um, yeah, I think he just stood there in silence. So I don't know how well that went down. If you'd had that Tesco meal deal bag, you'd have been sorted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm surprised I made most games, to be honest, because my bladder doesn't normally last 45 minutes. So. <laughs> well, that's a good start. So, I mean, phenomenal. We've got we've got you and Ever now, two, two, West, Brom, two West Brom fans. Um, relegation. So, I've got some of the greatest escapes, one in, including yours. And then we'll kind of discuss what the best thing to do is, whether you stick with the manager like Sheffield seem to do with Chris Wilder or West Brom, as we've seen, ditching Bilic and uh, going to trusty Big Sam. And maybe we'll ask whether he is that trusty. So <laughs> when, when the BBC did a poll of the greatest escapes ever, they actually gave it to Leicester in 2014-15 as the greatest ever Premier League escape from relegation. Um, just they became the third Premier League side to be bottom at Christmas and avoid relegation after West Brom in 04-05 and Sunderland 13-14 top goal scorer that season Leonardo Aloa if you can remember him and Jesus. I've forgotten some things about this so they say with Nigel Pearson battling to avoid an immediate return to the championship the pressure seemed to grow in February as he was involved in a bizarre touchline clash with Crystal Palace midfielder James MacArthur. That's where he butted him, isn't it? Yeah. And then there was all the rumours that he was sacked before the game was even finished. They then had to come out and deny that he was sacked, while also saying that he'd been reinstated as manager, which insinuated they had sacked him and then gone back on it. But they were still bottom in April. Then they beat West Ham 2-1 and go on a run of 22 points from 27 games. So they finished 14, so not quite a great escape in that sense. But the only blip during that run-in was a defeat at Chelsea, who went on to become champions, which was when uh, Pearson walked out of the press conference after asking a reporter if he was an ostrich. (laughs) (laughs) So a relegation can get to you. And then West Brom in 04-05... Well, I think that was like fourth or fifth on the list, so you might want to have a word there. Do, do you two know who your top goal scorer was that season? Earnshaw? Yeah. yeah. Robert Earnshaw with 11 goals. Your other, your other key men they've got down, Kieran Richardson, Zoltan Gera, and Jeff Horsfield. <laughs> nice. 
Rory actually told a story on our um, end of year MMA pod where his dad used to run a football team and they had some charity game for uh, someone who died in a car accident, I believe, but they, they called down this like under 18s or under 17 side or whatever. And they got battered by this team of players. And one of them was Kieran Richardson. And he said he just looked ridiculous compared to everyone else and just put an absolute show against how whatever age these blokes were. So nice little link there. But West Brom, bottom at Christmas, bottom before the last game and remained bottom for most of the final day, didn't you? Yeah, I think we're the only team to be bottom at half-time and stay up. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that is... I'm obviously biased, but I think that was more impressive than, say, like the one Leicester. I just think the fact that Leicester's was more in the memory of people when they voted. But I think being bottom at, first team bottom at Christmas, bottom on the final day and bottom at half-time is a greater escape than the Leicester one that you mentioned. Yeah, I guess the Leicester one's only because they went to be champions the next season. But if anything, yeah. that probably makes it less impressive because the players were obviously that good I'm pretty sure we were still getting relegated on like the 70th minute and I actually remember I don't know if anyone else does Jonathan Fortune a centre-back for Charlton equalised against Palace and that's why we stayed up yeah I saw some pictures earlier of uh, the players at the end because you you score a second don't you and the celebrations are pretty muted by the fact that whoever Charlton were playing you said Portsmouth, didn't you? Or someone like that. Um, they were tied. They, yeah, one of them had taken the lead and then obviously you had to wait and see what happened at the end. But the all West three of your rivals failed to, to win. To Pardon? The West Brom one is the one that comes to mind for me when you think Great Escapes, to be fair. It's, it's not the one that comes to mind for me, but having read them all back, it, it's more impressive when you stay up just like exactly. in this case. Exactly, that's it. Yeah. Because a lot of these, they're kind of bottom for a while and then they finish like 10th. Like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really count. <laughs> I think it's the fact that there's four teams that could stay up as well, rather than just like one or two or maybe three at most. Like, yeah. who's going to get down? The whole bottom four were in contention to stay up. I, think, I don't know. I can't remember who was in the strongest position in, my, in Norwich and they just ended up getting tanked like by six dollars. <laughs> I think it was Southampton. They had Harry Redknapp as manager, didn't they? But they had to play the hardest team. It was Man United. And that was when they had Van Nistelrooy. And I think they won the league that year as well. So, uh, or was it what Chelsea? Other ones they've got here. So, Sunderland 2013-40. Do you know the top goal scorer was that year? I'm going to guess Asamoah Gian. Adam Johnson. Eight goals. <laughs> Brilliant. Great. Other key men. Kept Seb Larson. Fabio Barini and Connor Wickham. This one point from 24 had left them seven points adrift with six games to play. They still had to visit Man City, Chelsea and United. Connor Wickham had just come back from spending most of the season on loan in the Championship. He then scores five and three as they drew two all at City, beat Chelsea and Cardiff and stayed up. I was convinced oh, yeah. Connor Wickham was class then as well. I put in my fantasy team <laughs> for like his first three seasons at Palace or whatever it was and it just never happened, did it? I don't even know where he is now. He's still... Is he still at Palace? I'm, I think he might be. 
He's built pretty up sure he, just can't he was on. He was on loan at Sheffield Wednesday last season, but um, I think he yeah, only he's, plays. He's at Palace. He only seems to play April to May anyway. That's the only time <laughs> you ever see him pop up. April <laughs> to May. Yeah, his contract is uh, is is still there. Transfer marked have generously got his market value is over one million. So he's doing something right. Yeah, Maybe it's what Ertz is The more he's not playing, the more people are convinced that he was great before he stopped playing. <laughs> the one that came to mind to me was Wigan 11-12, and I think that's because we were one of the victims of it. <laughs> so they picked up more points in their last nine games than any other side, even Man City, who became champions with 21 points. Top league scorer that season, anyone know? Sean Maloney. Connor Salmon. Franco De Santo. <laughs> <laughs> Other key men, Sean Maloney, as you said, Gary Coldwell and Victor Moses. Christ. They had one win in 14 games. Then you looked at the fixture list and they had three away games up next, Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal, and then United. And then uh, they beat Liverpool at Anfield. Sean Maloney's goal gave him a win over United. They then beat Arsenal. And then lost to Fulham, but won their last three and managed to stay up. That would have made it even more sickening, the fact they lost to Fulham in there. That may even have been the year we were 2-0 up and they won 3-2. Well, that may have been a different year. Charles and Zogbia scored, I know that much. But I think one of the things to look at in all these is how many of them actually sacked their manager midway through. Because West Brom did sack the manager, did they, during... The greatest game. Yeah, we sacked Gary Megson and Brian Oof. Robson go in. Well, last extra points for staying out with Robson as manager, to be honest. <laughs> that didn't go down well with the fans either, because they loved and still love Gary Megson. And when they sacked him, they were still singing, There's only one Gary Megson. <laughs> <laughs> they were still Pepe. singing that about Pepe Mel. <laughs> Every time I come on here, Pepe Mel is mentioned to no one. Well, it's because I have to mention, if we had our own little match of the day thing where we put the captions up, yours would be a creator of the own, the only Pepe Mel reactions page on Twitter. <laughs> so The big question here is, should you start the manager and when's the best time to do so? Because I don't think either of you two would particularly impressed maybe you didn't disagree with sacking Billich but bringing Big Sam in is maybe not the man that you were after do you want to go first Bruce <laughs> yeah okay I think sacking Billich was probably the right thing to do because we didn't have when we were playing we didn't look like we had a tactic we were still in games but we never looked like winning or scoring but the players he's brought in are kind of there's a lot of well you probably watched us and probably think, what are you talking about? But there's a lot of flair players. Um, and to bring Big Sam in to play with some of these is just, it's not ideal. He wants, you know, <laughs> these big players like James Tompkins at centre-back and Andy Carroll up front. We've literally got the opposite to that. So I don't think they've really looked into appointing him. Um, obviously, we've got January coming up, but I'm just not sure whether... It's the right match. I mean, 
could he still keep up a team like Burnley? Probably, but I just don't think they've thought through who have we got on the pitch and who are we actually, you know, <coughs> hiring to keep us in, up in the league, basically. The, the clubs he, he's taken over at mid-season, Allardyce, he, he took over at Blackburn 2008-2009 mid-season when they were 19th and they ended up finishing 15th. He took over at Sunderland 15-16, they were 19th and they finished 17th. Palace 17th to 14th, Everton 13th to 8th. So Everton's the one that you can kind of look at and say well but the clubs that he's really saved probably I don't know if he's right which should have been saved you were rightly or wrongly tipped for relegation before the season began so it seems strange for him to be the man to bring in with the players that you've got as you said well it's like last season like when Norwich obviously struggled and they stick with their manager and went down but now they're top of the championship would Big Sam have come in and his football have worked with Norwich and kept them up? Probably not. And we're in the same boat. I think not recently, but the first half of last season, we played some really good football and we'd always try and play it from the back. We'd always try and play possession. And we just haven't got the players to play direct football from the back to up front. We haven't got a target man. And like Rube says, the flair players like Diangana and Pereira, they're not a Big Sam player at all. I think for the squad and the only big Sam player I think he probably likes is Livermore and he's barely a footballer anymore. <laughs> I just can't see his tactics working with his team unless he brings in five or six players and we just haven't got the budget for that. Well, he, he, said, he said after the Arsenal game, didn't he? He said that clean sheets are imperative because we don't have a proven goal scorer, which, as true as it may be, probably isn't what your strikers want to be hearing. No. Especially when you've actually, I know Charlie Austin is a lot past it now, but Grant scored 21 goals again in the Championship last year. But saying that to them, it's not going to put them in the best mindset, is it really? Like He always scores against us as well, Charlie Austin. I mean... Every single time. You saw what he was like against yourselves, though. It's just... It's like putting me up front now. It's just really... It's not happening. <laughs> You I'm should be having great. a word with Newcastle and saying, can we have Dwight Gale? <sighs> I, don't, I, yeah. I don't think it work. I think we're after Andrew <coughs> which is worrying. I don't know if they'll even let him go. But we just don't create any chances. Like Aston Villa, we had one shot. I think we maybe had two against Arsenal. And then Leeds, I don't think we even had any touches in the opposition area. I don't care who we bring going up front, we can't create anything. It was a weird way of setting up because set up like you were going to break on the counter-attack, but their numbers didn't get forward. And also, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's usually quicker in the training, but every time we attacked and I think we got confidence by playing you, which has helped. They they had no clue what was going on. That kick into the post that ended up with the Lacazette goal. I don't know what the hell was going on there. It was almost like we let you set the pace. Well, we let Arsenal set the pace. But, I mean, you've got the players. I saw the snow and thought, Christ, I don't want to be playing an Allardyce side in this. I mean, it worked out all right. 
I think it's we just said. Nice though, is it, really? No, I think we just said Saka. How do you want the game played? We'll play at your <laughs> pace the whole way through. Well, he tried getting the season postponed already. He's only, he was only in the job a week, and he wanted it. He wanted a season break. <laughs> He's already blaming Brexit for our lack of transfers as well. <laughs> he said he had he three did. guaranteed signings that have been ruined by Brexit. <laughs> After he did his press tour while being unemployed, saying about Brexit. Exactly. <laughs> Who was it? Whenever well, and... I think of that um, press conference against Chelsea, where he said we outtacked him. <laughs> I think when I look at Allardyce now, I think he's generally just given up. He's just thinking this will see me through. <laughs> well, they asked Gareth Barry after the game. I don't know if you stuck around for it. But they asked Gareth Barry, do you think he regrets taking the job? And he said he's 66 years old. He doesn't need this. <laughs> as, as if he's been forced into it <laughs> I love how the guy's just blaming everything now though he's just <laughs> he's already said that trying to stop the season for Covid he's blaming Brexit I mean I dread to think what's next he said he didn't feel safe in the job and it's <laughs> he chose to take the job I think he looks at the defence and just thinks how on earth am I going to like as good as Danny's goal was Furlong was just like <laughs> like he was a schoolboy or like he was 12 years old. He just sent me a joy volleying across onto our own post. Uh, <laughs> the week when we played Leeds and we've got Lee Peltier, who I think is 40 years old, playing at left back. I'm just like, how, how is he going to keep this team in the Premier It's beyond me. Well, you said about... should have been in soccer aid as well. He should have been in soccer aid, not playing for us. Yeah, I think, TK, you said that was one that never even looked like it was going to be a good idea. Car crash went to happen, wasn't it? The, the, the question that all owners have when they're in probably the position that West Brom, they look out on the pitch and there, if they're honest, probably think, I don't know how we're getting out of this. So they think, if you put the money in and you stay up, then it's worth it. But if you put the money in and either you're left with players next season who don't want to be there because in the championship, you've got them on big wages... So, what can you go out and do? A stat I did see, roughly 23% of the signings in January are made by teams in the bottom three. So, usually, there'll at least be an attempt made to salvage the situation, but not always for the best. He's got no money. I think, yeah, you can... I think teams are sometimes forced into spending money, but... We've got literally nothing. Our, our boards are putting any money. I will be amazed if we sign anyone for above £6 million. Pounds, and I'm being generous with that figure. I think it's just going to be free signings and loans. Um, they try the loan, don't they, where they say, like, if 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 we stay up, then then we'll pay the cash. If not, then you send them back. Kind of that's thing. it, yeah. He's got to pull off some magic. Like, when he kept Sunderland up, I'm pretty sure he signed Jermaine Defoe on the cheap. It's literally going to have to be something significant like that. Um, but yeah, like Evo said, there's just they're not willing to spend money, and they're already talking. We've already got we've got free loans that we can make, so it's just yeah. going to be desperation signings, really. Like in, uh, in in Dragons Den when they, they agree it and they say what you're after, and they say, "Well, that contacts book, big Sam's been brought in for that contacts book." Can you sign a word with some people? <laughs> Get that big black like, book out. Yeah. 
I mean, Umen and Yass, it looks like he's been uh, stopped by Brexit, though, so never mind. I do love when a club down the bottom gets desperate. Though. I remember West Ham in one deadline day signed uh, Mido and Benny McCarthy in the same day. Oh, you, you're really struggling <laughs> here, lads. <laughs> It's, there's no real like blatant ones out there. Like Diego Costa looks like he's going to um, Wolves. Oh Christ! <laughs> really, you need someone Premier League proven, which is you have to pay the money for, or you've got to pay someone like Ivanovic, who has the experience but has definitely seen better days. That transfer really surprised me. Because I love Branner from a Chelsea perspective, but his last days, he looks awful. Like he looked like Andre Santos. Um, hey, but Ivana, yeah. he scored a peach at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> he did. He's not squeaking. He's not squeaking. I'm sure. Ivanovic is on 67 grand a week at West Brom. See, that's insane because he looked leggy when he left us and that was like what, three, four years ago now. Yeah, he looked like you were going to take him out back with a shotgun, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he did not look ready to be signed somewhere else. No. Who, do you, who do you reckon the high, the second highest paid player is at West Brom? I know Charlie Austin's on something like 70. Oh, no. Yeah, they, they, they reckon they reckon fifty five grand on this uh, football wages site. I think Kenneth Zahore is on a lot as well. Oh no, I'm pretty sure he's on. The I can't high. see him on this list, so he may be off the charts. <laughs> he's on loan at Millwall at the minute, but I'm pretty oh. sure he scored twice for us. They've um, got Grisicki on fifty grand. I guess they're probably thinking if if you do go down, which they don't want to think of, but three of your highest paid players are all out of contract at the end of the year. So, I don't know if they're thinking this this, this might not be worth it. But... I think we're the only team that's ever planned for the championship before a game's <laughs> been kicked off in the Premier League. <laughs> that's how bad we've been this season. So, um, We've been bad, but I was never embarrassed watching us when Billich was manager. The last few leads at Arsenal, I was embarrassed to be a West Brom fan. Well, we, we got you on at half-time during the Fulham game and you weren't too chirpy then. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> well, actually, that was shocking. <laughs> I'll take it back. <laughs> well, the, the next thing I had up here was um, about a New Year's resolution. And if we start, we, if we start a West Brom, as we have been, what what would your New Year's resolution be if, if you were in charge of West Brom? If I watched the last two games, I'd say to beat Derby's record. Um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> you still got Sheffield United on two points. You might get away with them. They might set the new one themselves. They, I don't understand how there's a team below us. It's really <laughs> shocking. Well, they haven't even well, won a game, have they, Sheffield? Still? No, no, but they actually deserve to beat us. We were really lucky. I mean, that was our only win as well. Um, but realistically, it's probably to compete and go down, I don't know, gracefully maybe, because I can't <laughs> see us staying up. <laughs> the thing is, you've got bad teams in the league, but there seems to be... Like, we've got good teams in the league, haven't we, where you look at 
Liverpool United, like Leicester Spurs, but Liverpool seem to be, and City usually are when you say there's good and then there's good. Well, you've, you've got bad in this league, like the likes of Brighton, Burnley, but then you do have the bad, bad, which does seem to be West Brom and Sheffield. I wish we could have a relegation playoff. It'd be so much more fun. Oh, yeah, what, what would your New Year's resolution be if you were in charge of West Brom? Just to sell the club and leave. <laughs> and just bring in someone who... They took over and we were a fairly stable Premier League club and starting to shake off the yo-yo tag. And then I think within a couple of years, we were we went down and then they just don't spend zero money. Just, you told me Pereira was going to tear up the league. Yeah, but he's just one man, and when you're surrounded by <laughs> who he's surrounded by, he can't really do it by himself. Big imagine Sam's going to coach that out of him. Yeah, can you imagine him with Big Sam in training? Big Sam, what are you doing? What's that, what's that flick? Get across it. You're unfortunate that... Um, <clears throat> and this is going to be disrespectful, but Giroud <laughs> started getting a game at Chelsea. Because if you could have just chucked the bank at him, Big Sam would absolutely love him. What's Big Wayne doing these the days? Day. Oh, he's in America, isn't he? He's not coming to West Brom, crikey. <laughs> you need someone like oh. that. I got slaughtered for suggesting Tammy Abraham. Boy, I'm not sure he's taking the dive down. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's done it with Swansea, and I think, I mean, he's not particularly playing every week at Chelsea, is he? I don't really know, but... So you're saying that's a bit of a yeah, they think he's awful. Yeah, I know. Never, he would never join us in a million years. I I wouldn't rule out Sam having a word of Adebayor. (laughs) (laughs) What's Paolo Wanchop doing these days? Where's Fernando Lorente? So Napoli, isn't he? No, I I think they've shipped him off again. Can we just get all the like six foot four plus strikers and just put them all at West Brom? I want Yang Collar <laughs> up top with Crouchy. I'd probably take Kevin Nolan. What's he doing? <laughs> Jermaine Defoe's still playing, isn't he? If he catch Sunderland up with Big Sam, he can keep us up. What's Kevin Morales doing? I was always convinced he was a great player, but every club he was at seemed to disagree. You've got What about Balassi? He's not getting a game at Everton. He needs a club. I think we need players who are still fully fit. If we need Connor Wickham, we mentioned Connor Wickham. He would suit Allardyce. (laughs) If we sign him, I'll probably say fair play. But remember, though, you can only sign him on the April to May contract. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's no good to you. Word with Dwight Gale, I'm telling you. He's too small. I suppose. He won't, Allardyce will not sign anyone under six foot two. Gale on stilts. When, when, <laughs> yeah. when I watched the uh, Arsenal charity game at the Emirates a couple of years back, Carnu still looked pretty good. He's kept us up before. He's probably still 
if if Big Sam wants to assistance, picking up a ball boy at Albion. <laughs> yeah. he can give us a call. Alex, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sam, Sam Jeopardy, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what should Tottenham's New Year's resolution be? Uh, Tottenham's New Year resolution is to start to maybe phase in some of the signings that we made into the starting eleven, namely one Gareth Bale. Try and make it work. He doesn't want to play, does he? Uh, mm, I, I obviously he's leading a line in the Europa League squad at the moment, which is fine. But I think I'd like to see him. I'd like to see what he's got in the Premier League. Um, started to maybe go, go through a slightly flatter phase at the moment, which I think was going to always happen. Um, but we need something to try and lift the squad at the moment and him hitting a bit of form could definitely hit the squad. I've, I feel an injury, I feel a significant injury coming soon. Touch <laughs> wood, hopefully, 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 so what, hopefully nothing not. But, but so when, you, when, when you think about it, yeah, yeah, Bale is the... Bale, <laughs> he's so injured he can't get injured um, oh. but I, I was ta- I was talking I was talking with um, a work colleague today and sort of saying like obviously we've gone through a phase where Ollie's head was on the chopping block and then Arteta's was on the chopping block and now Lampard's on the chopping block I feel like by the end of the season we probably would have gone through a full merry-go-round to a certain extent you could even argue that Pep was kind of there at one point to a certain yeah, extent they gave him a new deal <laughs> yeah, they gave me a deal, but I feel like as it's going to slowly move round, um, excluding maybe Liverpool. But I feel like at some point this season we may see, for some reason, Jose Mourinho's head on the chopping block. Maybe we, if he gets knocked, if we get got it's knocked never out of the cup, we know yeah. what Jose can be like for for blaming players and pinning it on them. Do is it possible that he's blaming that West Ham draw on Bale? Well, he he hasn't he hasn't shied away from coming out and saying anything that he wants to this season. I mean, bloody hell, the some of the stuff that he's come out and said about Deli Ali for Christ's sake. <laughs> that, <laughs> just that like... clip of that clip of him looking at uh, Doherty after him getting sent off on Saturday was so good. Yeah. Like glare. <laughs> yeah. But I I, I think uh to a certain extent, Bale's a little bit untouch- untouchable for the moment um, in that respect. But <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's had uh, plenty of firm words for the likes of Dele Alli and not just him as well, like other players as well. What was that comment a few weeks, uh, like a, a week or so ago, where he was questioning the player, the squad's attitude towards winning, winning, winning games and stuff like that? I was like, bloody hell, it's a bit of a Bit well, harsh, bit harsh, but you know Cheek. it's good though. TK is Liverpool's as simple as win the league. Yeah, I was, I was thinking as a, a resolution, watch Rocky Three for the because <laughs> you know you know the bit where Apollo Creed starts going to him, there is no tomorrow, there is no tomorrow. I'm getting to that because just watching him recently, there's been a lot of games where you thought uh, you should be trying and. Nick are winning and it seems they're kind of like oh, we'll take the draw and we'll, we'll win tomorrow we'll win the next one and it's kind of hang on lads you, you've drawn with West Brom and Newcastle now 
I'm Fulham. I'm Fulham. I'm Brighton. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Jack, what about Chelsea? <clears throat> oh, mate. <laughs> I just, like, since we last had a pod, I think I said in the chat, since we last had a pod, we've lost, what, four times drawn once. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into Chelsea a bit more later, I'm sure. Yeah. What's the New Year's resolution? <clears throat> Never, ever, 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 ever play Vernon on the wing. song. Yeah, play Vernon <laughs> on the wing ever again. Stinky Werner. I'd say never play him again. <laughs> but we know he can do it. We know that he is a decent player. Like the start of the season, he was pretty electric. I mean, seven and seven and eight or something like that. Morata didn't get this let off. Uh, he did because in the first season he banged, and then it's the second season where he went all wonky. Because um, he, he got, I think he got 13 goals and 14 at the start, and then we kind of let it slide for the rest of the season. The season after that, that game at the Emirates in the League Cup where he missed like yep. three open goals against Czech, and yeah, it's, that's when it all went wrong for him. But I just think there's a player in Werner you've got to play him at centre forward, or well, not at all. Obviously, we'll come on to Chelsea later, I imagine, so I won't go too much depth into that because I will rant my fucking ass off with it. <laughs> But, All yeah, right. never oh. play Werner on the wing ever again. Mine for Arsenal is um, no more quick fixes. You've got the likes of Ursula, Socrates, Louise, all that contract in the summer, and you, you just don't want to be putting these bums on big wages anymore and letting them rot the place out. I saw... Fabrizio Romano pop up earlier saying that Atletico were after a backup striker and I saw William and thought, have we pulled this off? And it's that William, <laughs> it's that William Jose they're after from, is it Raul San Sebastian? So no more contracts to the likes of the likes of him. Do you miss Mikatarin? <laughs> I what well, it's it's a good point to mention him because when we got rid of Mikatarin, the point was that we were getting rid of a player who's towards the latter end of his career when he was going to start diminishing who was on big wages. And then we've got a player who's further down the end of his career on bigger wages. So <laughs> Actually, he's on less wages, sorry, but the contract's longer, so we'll be paying out more wages in the long run. I think Mkhitaryan's no, well, on seven goals and about five or six assists as well. That helps. Yeah, I mean, Serie A is, is certainly different, but he does look a much better player than he did for us. He had three assists in his debut for us, and then that's for William had the same. Yeah, no, no more quick fixes. That being said, I, Socrates is is harsh lumping him in with these because he hasn't been as bad as the guys that he's lumped in with. In fact, he gets more stick than some than some of the players that uh, get let off. So I did there think we go. That. Just event, just ditch everyone over thirty, ideally. You're Including with kids. Exactly. Wow. You say that, but you're on with uh, anything. We've, with, uh, <laughs> we've got what, like a twenty-four-year-old who's more of a captain than our captains. So. The kids thing, I think, is mentality as much. <laughs> Certainly not Bellerin. Although keep it. The amount of nice training kits we have might be worth keeping Bellin around just for that. Flogger. Might be worth bringing Tom Davis in for that. 
to get them two modelling the new kits. Oh, Christ, those two together. Jesus. If, if we go on to the, the January transfer window, so I've got the gossip and then I've got some questions for us to get into, which uh, one of them involves Chelsea Jack, so we'll get there. Yay! So Tottenham <laughs> have begun initial dialogue with striker Harry Kane about a contract extension. The 27-year-old England captain signed a six-year deal in 2018. Mental. But Daniel Levy wants to wall off interest from Man City and Paris Saint-Germain. If you're Harry Kane, do you sign that deal? Uh, I think... Uh, go on. Absolutely not. You see a lot, don't you, where it's like a lesser European club and they kind of have the assurances, like, look, a big club comes in for you, we won't stand in your way. I'm not taking Daniel Levy's word for that. Uh, not at all. You uh, already... wait to see how the rest of the season goes. This could go... It could be brilliant for him, it might not be so see where you're at at the end of the year they might put Kane on one of them um, like hockey contracts where they sign like a nine year deal give him a Mahomes deal because if he's on a six year one already so he's still got another three years left on that so you'd think it's going to be at least past 2024 so is it worth it for the extra 10, 20 grand he'll get get a Pardew deal <laughs> that was class when the headline eventually just cropped up that one day <laughs> that deal would have just expired <laughs> so good it's I clever, can't believe it's West clever, Brom though. didn't bring him back he deserves oh. another go doesn't he <laughs> it's, um, it's clever though it's clever though that if that is in talks at the moment it's very clever because the likes of at, at the moment it's not the business end of the season you know, and right now, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, or well, a few more than a couple of weeks ago now, but a few weeks ago, you know, people were sort of talking about maybe this is our year where we'll get something big, and it's kind of like it puts it, it's it always makes your it year. easier to it makes it easy it makes it easy to negotiate um, with players in that from that position rather than waiting towards the business end of the season where things look pretty. You sort of have a clearer idea of what you may or may not be able to aim for. I don't um, think Harry so, Kane's Einstein, but do you not think he sees that as well? <laughs> but it's interesting though because you know it's been talked when he's been talked about when his his transfer has been talked about. The strongest links have always been with it come from within the Premier League. You know the likes of United. United. That's the next move. Yeah, I, I, in a weird way, I can see that over City. That's the first well, link I've heard with City. The rumour is that but City were going to offer a hundred million in the summer. If you if you're Spurs, do you take that? Hundred million? Absolutely yeah. not. No, absolutely not. Double for a twenty-seven-year-old with his injury that. record. Double that. Two, double. You got, we got to remember it. So Kane's yeah, worth more than Mbappe. For 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 a, for an internal from a Premier League club to a, so to, from a Premier League club to a Premier League club that are like, that are competing against each other, one definite like definitely and like in all honesty, I'm what I'm saying that from with, a position of Daniel Levy will get for? exactly what we want. Huh? What are you competing with City for? Top four. He's <laughs> not wrong currently. <laughs> <laughs> But it's that like into in the it's not look he's not worth two hundred million, but 
that is what Daniel Levy would make a club like that pay for an internal Premier League. I mean, God, look how much money we got for Kyle Walker a few years ago, for Christ's sake. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, and the intra- and it's only just gone up in costs. I mean, like, no way is he a better striker that, or better prospect striker than Mbappe. Um, it, particularly as Mbappe's, you know, half his age. But it, you, you, was when you're talking about when it, when it, if if United, if United and City come in for come in for Kane, they have got to be prepared to pay huge amounts of money to shift him, huge amounts. And that's just because it's a, it's you know, it is what it is. He's English. He's coming from another Premier League club. It's not like he's going abroad. I mean, it's the obvious. That's obviously the, the way it will go. I'm not sure you want to sulk in Harry Kane at your club because he's definitely got that in him. You reckon? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he does. I'm not sure he does. What? But every summer for the last couple of years, he's given it the look. Oh, I need to win trophies. So if he thinks that's getting away from him, I don't. I don't think he'll hesitate. Mm. But yeah, but at the same if, time, if he signs this new deal, then he's 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 got no leg to stand on. Mm. We'll see how we go. Next up, um, Frank Lampard's job as Chelsea manager is under serious threat, and the club have started to explore alternative plans. Oh, can Roman damn. really? Can Roman really trust Frank with any more cash? Because Frank's <laughs> going to bankrupt him for sixth place. <laughs> Well, we actually posted a profit, so fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, oh, give Where people say, um, whenever you say China have dealt with the virus, and they go, mm, but you've got to look into this. Are they really announcing things properly? Mate, when it got announced, and they announced the club made, I think it was like a £35 million profit, I looked at that and thought, nah, nah no, we <laughs> no, we have not. How have they wangled this? Like, with financial fair play, Teams are doing it so easily, and they've fa- all found ways around it. Um, so I don't know when you go and spend two hundred mil. I guess when you look at the Hazard transfer and you look at the Morata transfer, that was a combined about one hundred and sixty mil. So I can kind of see it, but I just I still don't believe it. Um, as for Frank, Shevchenko I mean, linked today. I saw that. <sighs> Look, I'm Frankie in Tilburn, like... League one, you said in the chat. Wow, (laughs) conference. I don't really care. I just just hope he learns. Are you really Frankie? 100%. 100%. I don't want anyone else in charge of Chelsea at the moment. Obviously, that sentiment isn't really shared by a lot of people on football Twitter. It's it's quite interesting because having grown up watching being a Chelsea fan since I was a kid, in the heyday kids supporting probably between 2001 when I went to see us get battered 5-1 at White Hart Lane in the League Cup. Is this um, a shot at Alex? Not, well, potentially. It depends on how many times he's been. He was but... a United fan then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then going not. through the years of Frank signing before the money coming in and then the heyday of like 2005 to 2012, um, Frank leading the team. He's got a lot of cash in the bank with me whereas with a lot of football Twitter I'm looking at if they're 15 years old then they're going to be catching the back end of Frank's career I don't don't know about this I wouldn't want Henri as Arsenal manager no I guess not but 
Frank, last season, he got some really good results. He got his top four with a transfer ban that put an asterisk next to it because of Kovacic and Pulisic get it totally. But he still got his top four with blooding a lot of youth into that team. This season, it is a mental season for everyone, don't get me wrong, but I expect the results to have been better than they have been. Definitely, yeah. Um, but I still wouldn't want anyone else in. Is he, when people say, oh, he's a young manager, he needs to learn. Yeah, he does. Like, they say it's about Solskjaer. He's been a manager 10 years. Like, <laughs> he's had jobs before, you were, man. You, know, you weren't given our test of this leeway three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. What and then I tether out tactic, <laughs> Frankie out tactic. Yeah, look, here we are. What can we do about it now? Um, for what it's worth, I've not really seen any Chelsea fans, though, calling for Lampard at all. The only, I have. I've, I've predom- predominantly, I've seen people, Chelsea fans, saying what Jack's saying there. And the pressure's kind of, kind of coming from other fans. Rather I'd than say Chelsea. so, yeah. I'd, I'd look, I mean, we were Sarri out for a lot less than this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Conte out. But... No, I was never really Conte out. He he was out himself. He wanted to get sacked to get the payoff because he wasn't getting back to the transfer market. And when you look at the transfers that he made, like Bakayoko, Zapacosta, you can kind of see why. Um, Danny Drinkwater was another one. <laughs> the Bakayoko was harsh because there wasn't a person that didn't think that was going to be a good deal. No, that's true. But then you look at... That Monaco Costa. side hoodwinked everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is true. But you look at it and I think as long as Frank learns from his mistakes, the the problem, what I have an issue with the most, is that we've got a f- like the the first time that front three started together was yesterday. Ziyech, Pulisic, and Werner, which is what most people would have on paper as Chelsea's best front three. Um, you've got Giroud who's banging in goals. Well, say banging in goals, scoring the only goals we're scoring at the moment. But he lacks the legs to play the pressing game that we want. And he can't get in behind, but he's much better. I than wouldn't start Ziyech over William. What? Have you seen both of them play this season? Which one? Z- which one's been better? Ziyech by an absolute country mile. He's just been injured. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow. They were, like they were comparing him to a wizard, like before he got injured. Who was? Mate, Gary Neville. Gary Neville said, "I am looking at Paul so what can Ziyech play today." He, he didn't say played. that after he played. Zappa Costa got called a magician. He didn't. He didn't <laughs> play well yesterday, granted, but I don't think the whole team played well. To be fair, I think he's Europa League fodder, isn't he? I don't think he'd get an Europa League side actually. Anyway, um, the thing that annoys me the most about Chelsea at the moment is we've got this. We don't know who our best team is at the moment, and Frank is mixing it up a bit too much for my liking because this team doesn't know how to play together. What it looks like things with Tammy as well. Tammy, you've got a player that's tall, should be able to hold the ball, but can't. Can't win a header. Can't <laughs> run with the ball. Can't control the ball. Can't pass the ball. But he will get like these weird goals where he scuffs them and they just go in. Um, they said this about Lukaku though. Lukaku no, had all of that no, said about him and then he went abroad and he's been a savage. No, but Luke, Lukaku could actually finish whereas Tammy's goals, his finishing is really bad. It's just a lot of them that go in. If you look through his goals from last season, they shouldn't have gone in. They've just gone in by chance. It's really odd, but got to be there to score them, I suppose. Which leaves Frank with a headache where you've got Giroud and Tammy getting goals and then he tries to fit Werner in through the middle. Stinky Werner. Um, but he just can't play on the wing. 
and that is another massive problem is that we've got this weird tactic where it's right let's overload the corner flag with our left back left wing and left midfielder and then we lose the ball and then you've got Kante completely isolated in the centre of the park and it's only testament to how good he is that we haven't conceded even more goals because he's doing the job three players because they're all out of position he's Frank. trying to cover the left back and the left midfielder while still trying to cover his own position which you're going to get caught out as, and then we did against Man City Man Frank City did about downloaded Arteta's tactics from the FA Cup final with Aubameyang on the left and it just not, it's just not working <laughs> I don't even think it's that because we play possession football but it doesn't go anywhere look City yesterday, they were so decisive with their passing between the lines that they would have the ball at centre-back and then there would just be a bullet pass into midfield. And the next thing you know, there's a gap in their defence and they're in. Whereas Chelsea was so indecisive with it at the back, it goes wide, it comes back into the middle and then we can never penetrate through the middle and it's just frustrating to watch. Because you know, that, cro- think- that crossing game is pretty frustrating when you've got Giroud at top. When you've got Werner yeah. at top, it's just pointless. Well, I think one of the issues is... Um... Chelsea, one of the, the mistakes they seem to make, and we've seen countless teams make it, Arsenal have made it for the last eight years. They don't buy the best player for the system like Liverpool do. So Liverpool need yeah. a particular player for a particular role. Chelsea's like, say you're a manager or FIFA and you've got the list of the best players. They buy the best available player yeah. and try to get them all in together because yeah, Werner Pulisic isn't... No, it's exactly right because... I mean, I've been looking at this tactical Twitter that I follow. It's shameful, I know, but they <laughs> tactically analyse everything from like miniature passes, every kind of phase of play. And then you look at Werner in Leipzig, and he was always playing with the number 10. He was picking up the ball in between the line of the midfielders and the defenders. And he's best running at them and playing off players, one twos, in behinds, that kind of thing, with the number 10 supporting him. At the moment, we're playing with two number eights being pushed out wide to support the wingers on overlaps, leaving the striker completely isolated with no one to feed him. So he, what he's trying to do is completely change his game and what he's not good at, which is anticipating crosses, anticipating second rebounds in the box. And it's, that's just not what is what he's good at. If you look at the good goals that he scored this season against Southampton in particular, where Jorginho gets in behind, heads it over the keeper and then volleys it in, which is great. And then that other one where he faints, it goes through the defender and then he runs at the defence as they're backtracking. That's where you want him. You don't want him picking up the ball deep on the left wing because he's not a dribbler. He's he's a get in behind and score your goals. Sorry, Kane. It's just, it's frustrating because you're right. It's, we made the same mistake with Fernando Torres. We had a Drogba target man, had that system for about five years. It worked really well. And then you try and just put Torres into the same position Drogba was in and the team's not set up for it. And that's exactly what's happening yeah, at the moment. Yeah, you, sure. you think Liverpool wouldn't spend 48 million on Timo Werner but spent 41 million, up to 45 million on Diego Jota because they felt that he fitted the system better. So that's Again, how a, a smart it, team works. Yeah, exactly that. I think if you look at... If you'd asked any fan in the Premier League who they would want like for young talent where they could build a team around. I mean, it may not be the very first name on the list, but Werner and Kai Havertz are going to be like up there, yeah. top 10. Kai Havertz will, will be good. He's it, just... 
Exactly. It's taken the, a while. <laughs> the, the problem with Kai Havertz as well is this: he cost us the points against Wolves because every ball that was played to him, he lost. Every pass that he tried to make was intercepted. He, I've never, I haven't seen a performance like that since Bakayoko versus Wolves. Uh, Bakayoko versus Watford, sorry. And we lost 4-0. Um, it was awful. And the problem is, how do you give a player game time when points are so valuable at the moment? When you, If you can't, can't control the midfield, then that's another problem with Chelsea as well, is we're not controlling midfield. We're not dominating midfield. We're getting round the team when they're still set in their defence and we're not creating any chances, not pulling them apart. I don't think Kante's wearing studs. He's all over the shop. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem, he's trying to cover so much ground. He's actually literally, quite literally rushed off his feet. He's got <laughs> Martinelli PTSD. <laughs> if, if we... Yeah, yeah carry on, mate. I, I, I've I been going all see. night, so... That's right. <laughs> got me all bullet points. So... Paris Saint-Germain are in, are in negotiations with Everton to turn 20-year-old Italy forward Moise Keane season-long loan into a permanent deal worth about £31 million. So that's one where Everton probably should keep hold of him, but how are you going to give him the time to develop when you're sticking with Calvert-Lewin, who's proven to be better, and Richarlison's the one they don't drop, so surely they should have to take the cash. I don't think Keane could ever really play at Everton again after getting subbed after 10 minutes, after just coming on. (laughs) I think as well, that's like, that's a deal that would suit both parties. I think Keane would rather play at PSG than Everton. And Everton would quite happily take the money for him because they know they can absolutely fleece PSG. I know we tried that with Bellerin and we're the only team that apparently couldn't negotiate with PSG they took Florenzi <laughs> instead with with that uh, what is it a keen one as well I know Liverpool it's City of Culture in that 2017 or something moving there from Paris where I'm sure he's living quite a lovely life is probably not going to be top of his agenda either no um manager Mikel Arteta says Arsenal will discuss 29 year old France forward Alexandra Lacazette's future in the summer. So come the summer, I believe he'll have one year left on his deal. So you would assume sell, but you never really do know with Arsenal, do you? <laughs> it's been key to your last few wins. Key. It has, but this happens all the time. Jacker has a good game, and fans say, you know, people wanted Al Neni to have a new deal after one good game against United. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's got to be there's got to be better out there and Lacazette. I mean, he, he enjoys life as it is. When he gets older and his motivation gets less, you take the cash you're saving there and you you put it on Edward at Celtic. You leave that poor man alone. Or we take Calvert Lewin. You'd like pay him. you'd pay a hundred million for him. Maybe not Harry Kane, but hundred million for Calvert Lewin. I might take it. Um, do you think we'll give him a new deal? Because I, I think we will. <laughs> it sounds very Arsenal to do that. Yeah. I still think we're going to give him a staff a new deal. Oh my god. We tried and he rejected it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's some nerve, that. 
After um, the Jesse Lingard getting a contract extension, anything's possible. I think yeah. it's just they believe they can make a profit on him. So rather than let it expire, they'll take the extra year. But interesting one. I'm not sure who that's going to be. West Brom, maybe. The Leng man. Get him in a false nine. In the Livermore in that midfield. Oof. <laughs> uh, France defender Luca Digne is closing in on a new contract to Everton. Is that him realising that he's found his peak now? It's not getting any better from here. All the clubs above him have signed a good left back, so he can't do any better. I think he'll have a nice little move to Spain or Italy, but obviously not. Arsenal are ready to recall Uruguay midfielder Lucas Torreira from his loan spell at Atletico Madrid, while Fiorentina reignited their interest in the 24-year-old. Evo, you probably watch more... Uh, I was going to say Serie A. He's not even in Serie A anymore, so forget that. Um, <laughs> he's uh, barely getting any game time at Atletico. Am I crazy in thinking he's probably a better partner for party than we've got at the moment? I'm still absolutely surely. in favour of selling him, but I just... It's him or Xhaka, you've got to think. <laughs> I'll take the money. I think the issue was the money wasn't there. That was what <laughs> happened in the summer. Well, you get yeah, Liverpool, you get about 20 million for a third keeper, and we were struggling to get 15 for Torreira. <laughs> um, about 17 million, I think it was. I think it rose up to about 23. Okay. From Sampdoria, wasn't it? Yeah, Sampdoria. Yeah. Um, Southampton have registered an interest in signing Leicester City's English winger Damari Gray on a free transfer this summer. Should more clubs be having a look at him or not? Mm. you got to think I Southampton think... Is, is still, has still got Nathan Redmond on the team. I was, too. I was about to say, having those two in the same team is just... I'm You're waiting for one game. <laughs> one game. Theo's season. actually been pretty good there, though, to be fair. I think Damari Gray is a bench warmer, a mid-table team at best, really. Like Jeff Hendrick at Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Said about Newcastle. Newcastle may have to wait for a response on a loan bid for English midfielder Hamza Chowdhury after Leicester boss Brendan Rodgers revealed he will assess the 23-year-old teacher the next couple of weeks. Apparently, we're also after him, but I think it's just because he's a defensive midfielder. Sam Allardyce is just putting <laughs> yeah. defensive midfielder available. We do not want him, though. He's a, he's a walking red guard. <laughs> Before um, Chelsea signed Werner, to be fair, even after they had, where every player this summer was linked with Chelsea, are we just going to see that every defensive-minded player is just going to be linked with West Brom? On loan, of course. We've just been linked with Tosson on loan as well. Oh, um, I, I, Every time Everton bring him on, I think, who are you kidding here? Well, funnily enough, the last person to sign him for Everton was Allardyce. So he's going to be the very good range. Is Sam going to have an audacious loan bid for Benteke? You've got Andre Ayew, you've got Zahar, you've got uh, Batshuayi there at Palace now. 
see, pundits are convinced Ben Teke has picked up his form, but we gave him the keys to West Brom when we played him, and he scored two <laughs> against us. He, he, has, he only scored against us. <laughs> yeah, he isn't. He's past it, isn't he, really? I mean, yeah. You probably give him a chance. Scores a brace against you. You should just be automatically relegated. And that's it. <laughs> um, West Brom manager Sam Allardyce revealed how new Brexit regulations have already harmed his plan for the Chelsea transfer window. So we've uh, glossed over that. He's made a rub for his own bat there. Although, although as much as I don't like the bloke, um, the way it has been in social media is if. Big Sam didn't vote Brexit, then it wasn't happening. So <laughs> it's purely his own fault here. Um, question, TK. Um, should Liverpool sign anyone? They probably should sign a centre-back, shouldn't they? Um, Link with this Sven mind. Botman from Lille. Yeah, that would seem to make sense. I think he was talking like 25, 26 million yeah. for him, um, young player. So that would make sense. You know, people saying that we should go out and get, you know, a top, top centre half kind of ignores the fact that we probably don't have the money to do that. And also, when you do have your centre backs coming back, you're kind of at a loose end then. So that would seem to make the most sense. But then, you just need someone you better than to, this, so- Nathaniel Williams, don't you? You've, uh, you've combined our two young centre halves then. Have Nathaniel I? Nathaniel Phillips and Reese Williams. <laughs> yeah, you, you, he looks all right, Reese Williams. I mean, if you put the two together, actually, it probably would be all right, actually. But it's not. It's not what you're saying. <laughs> Matt Phillips looks and plays like he's 34. And I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> For a young player, it's very odd. I think a lot of teams were hoping Johnny Evans didn't sign that new deal with Leicester that he just uh, extra two and a half years. I'm relieved from a transfer rumour point of view because I was sick of him just getting linked everywhere every <laughs> window. I spent my summer campaigning for you to sign Delafeu, which didn't pay off. I would have liked it. Ended up at instead. I hated him. I proper hated him as well. So I'm quite Good glad you didn't. Yeah, I like Jota, which is a bit depressing that you got him. Um, so I mean that's that's the rumours who do we think is going to be busiest do you think Arsenal are going to sign the creative midfielder they've been linked with for the last five weeks or do you think Emil Smith-Rowe playing the last three games he has had an injury ravaged career so it would make sense that we'll just put all of our pressure on him now <laughs> Buendia is the one we're linked with apparently Norwich are looking at 40 million they want yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I didn't know if I maybe I haven't given him due respect, but that seems a lot of money. Yeah, he. I think we spoke about it a couple of times. That I've been told how good he is plenty of times. I've seen a, a, a lot of the compilations that say how good he is. But <laughs> if you've got Buendia at forty million. So supposedly Julian Brandt's available for 25 I'd imagine you're paying more wages to Julian Brandt which which sure. way would you be looking I think if you want to say Brandt yeah but... I just want I just want us to sign our after the summer while well, I was convinced and then we got 
party. I was, I mean, both was the both was the dream, but I'd say we need someone alongside party more than we need someone who can play wide midfield. Because Elneny, Xhaka, Torreira, and a young Willock aren't really the options you want, are they? You still are set her up? Not for now. <laughs> you, said, you said once you were gone, you were gone. Yeah, I mean, I reserve the right to change my mind. I still disagree somewhat with the choices, but and I still think there's better options out there, but it's hard to call for a bloke to be sacked when uh, you've just won three on the spin. So hold tight. If we lose a game, I might come back. <laughs> I thought that might be the case. Mainly depends how we lose. I'm, I'm, I'm more than I'll say happy for, to see a young coach go through it and see if they're going to show the improvements. And early in Arteta's uh, reign, every time we lost a game, you saw the improvements the next game. But the issue was, for three games in a row, or however long it was, he was making the same mistakes. And then probably a bit of luck for him, he had his team selection forced to be changed had to bring these youngsters in. Unfortunately, they've seized the chance and uh, now it's a bad look for him if he goes back. We'll see what happens next game, whether it's William or Martinelli or whoever. At the moment, it should be Aubameyang being benched, so we'll see how we go there. Yeah, true. Because he was irritating the hell out of me on uh, Saturday with him not trying. Yeah, you weren't alone by the look of uh, social media. No, me and Troy were exchanging pleasantries. And then Lacazette looked like a great player, so maybe he was just West Brom. He was definitely West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't look like Spurs are going to sign anyone. Apparently, if, if, if they do, Jose would like to sign someone who can be a backup to Hoybier, but that's more of a summer window job than a January job. Do you think Deli Ali will go anywhere or he's got well, he's been linked he's been linked with PSG, so Pochettino uh, will be allowed to shake up his squad and that could mean a fresh move for Tottenham's twenty four year old midfielder, Deli Ali. And Hugo Loris, he's apparently interested in. Okay. I saw that Ali was They're just saying that because he's French, surely. What'd you say, is, uh, is... I saw Ali was linked with Rangers. I thought that was a bit I West. saw that. <laughs> we said about G Big Sam's contacts book. We, said, we, we were told about Stevie G's contacts book and he got Jermaine Defoe in and we didn't really see a lot after that. I think he tried Skirtle, didn't he? Martin Skirtle. Yeah. Didn't pull off or something. Probably Publicly said thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I really remember the other day when Fulham signed um, Reese's brother and there was a bit of pressure on him that he was going to be just like Reese, and it turned out he was a significantly worse player. Did they also Brian, is sign it? a John Arter? Yeah, they did. And he was obviously shot to bits by then. <laughs> yeah. it, it, when you are a manager of relegation threatened team though and you are offered a name like that, you must just perk you up to the, to the point where you're like, you know what, what have I got to lose here? It's, we'll it's very West Brom that that man was Ivanovic in this case. But 
I guess uh, that's how it goes. Is, is can Roman trust Frank with any more cash? <laughs> he to be fair, can he? I don't think it's not Frank that buys the players. It's that Marina Gronk and Calv, whatever her name is. She controls all of the, um, the transfers. So Chaz don't actually have managers; they have head coaches. So Frank's no. blameless in this, you say? <laughs> he's he's blameless the whole thing. It's his job. To he's get got the opposite gig to Solskjaer. Of course, of course he's blameless. Uh, um, of course he, <laughs> he can take blame. Um, well, look, I think we... I was never on the Declan Rice train in the summer. <laughs> now he is. Get him in. I'm still not really now, but... We haven't got another defensive midfielder to sit next to Kante, and I guess if that's who they're going to go and buy, that's who they're going to go and buy, and I just hope it works. Last season, when Arsenal kept Lacazette, and it, it seemed to mainly be the fact that he was a Bamiang's mate, when a Bamiang was playing like he was, it was somewhat acceptable. I'm not sure signing Declan Rice, who's Mason Mount's mate, <laughs> can be backed up the same way when I, I think it's more Emile Smith Rowe showed, has showed him levels. I think it's more the fact that he was at our youth academy till he was 15, left to go and find first team, well, go to West Ham. And he probably wants to come back. I imagine there's no smoke without fire. I think Declan wants to come back to Chelsea. His, yeah, his, his dad's his agent, isn't he? And he's a Chelsea fan. And that as well, yeah. So I think Full, all of the roads are leading to Chelsea for Declan Rice. Faults on the... Uh... Kevin De Croydon nickname that Emil Smith-Rowe's been labelled with. De Croydon. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Shakiri the Alpine Messi, as we heard. <laughs> Alright, last thing before we sign off. Um, we saw a lot from United fans this week about uh, their title aspirations. My brother did message me after the Wolves game saying he was about to put money on United winning the league because it was definitely happening. Um, and I don't think he was alone there. We saw a lot of joint top things. I said, I saw the meme saying that I don't know why United weren't celebrating when they were joint champions after Aguero's goal. <laughs> <laughs> but is anyone giving United a chance down the stretch or is it just a case of Big Sam was calling us relegation rivals three games ago and now we're three points beyond Chelsea. So it can change that quickly. Yeah. This season's just absolutely nuts. Who knows what's going to happen next? How soon do United play Liverpool? 17th of jump. That's a big game. If they win that, then... That's it. Yeah, if they win that, then it's, it's game on. I did say multiple times that I would take United winning the league as long as it wasn't Spurs. So I could be partly to blame. <laughs> Yeah, I think in any other year they wouldn't be contenders. But I think this year, it's, if you can put a run together, you've got a chance. And they're, they're a streaky yeah. team, good and bad. A couple of weeks ago, we had a topic, didn't we? Is who was the bigger contender, Chelsea or Spurs? Mm. Turns out, and we were saying, Spurs are going to get Spurs are going to Spurs, and uh, Frank's going to Frank. <laughs> we gave Frank a two-horse race there, and he was determined to do worse than Spurs. <laughs> But anyway, we, we we are we are we are talking about top four, aren't we? <laughs> wow, you'd be lucky for that. I'm not even Chelsea be lucky for that, that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Last question then, Jack. If uh, you had a hundred grand in your pocket now 
and you add one of them bet three six five ones where you have to stake that amount before you can withdraw it. You've got it's, you've got a red and black scenario where even even odds. Does Frank make it to the first of March? Yeah, to the first of March, not even end of the year. Yeah, I'd say first of March. I think who have you got you've got next? Like, got to look at it logically, right? The, Roman is a guy that sacked Ancelotti for finishing second. No matter how good you do, I suppose. But, and he sacked Mourinho twice. I don't think... Should have stuck with Rafa. Oh, God, that was horrible. That 26 was, games, and he's a top five Chelsea manager of all time, statistically. Yeah, yeah well, you've got a smaller game pool, and it probably does look like that. Really well, that's not good because Frank's got a bigger game pool and he's the worst Chelsea manager in the top no, flight history. A smaller, a smaller game pool is easier because... Yeah. You won your one trophy, you got you to the final of another. <laughs> I still oh, hate him, so fuck off. <laughs> the disrespect I'm telling you. We saw fair, a mutual, to be fair, a mutual friend of ours disrespecting <laughs> that that was the dominant 2012 Chelsea team that dominated Europe, winning the Champions League. Oh. You sat that manager as well. So yeah. I don't know why you're giving yeah. Frank so much leeway. Because Frank was technically the manager back then. He captained us to that. <laughs> oh, thank God's sake. Frank's a dead man walking and he knows it. <laughs> well, Frank's won more Champions Leagues than Arsenal have, so... Um, yeah. Well, as a manager, he hasn't. He's a oh. well, it's a... That's how you know Frank wasn't the manager there. <laughs> there we go how many FA Cups has Frank won as a player as a manager how many trophies has Frank won actually but anyway I'll let everyone go thank you Excellent. to Evo and Rubes for coming on and talking about West Brom I'm sure that can't have been easy um, no, it wasn't great. Cheers. <laughs> easier than it would have been if you'd seen my uh, smirking face. Anyway, as always, welcome back whenever. TK will let you get to see Jordan Henderson at centre-back now. Or Boris, pick your poison. <laughs> Similar experience, I feel. <laughs> Him at centre-back with, Hen- with uh, Fabinho, so there we go. Thanks again. Thursday, we'll be back with a Movie Madness podcast, 300 against Taken. Be there. Goodbye.